standing tall and with honor. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 16 and 17. Uh, and I have the, my, uh, my new, new King James text here. Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. He says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it, now the subject we're talking about um, is the gospel. So the in it or in the gospel, uh, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. That is written, the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. Standing tall and with honor. I entitled that lesson this because the first thing that the Apostle Paul said, I am not ashamed. Hallelujah. I am not ashamed. If God has given you something and blessed you with it, it shouldn't make no difference to you whether nobody else in the world understands it or not. I know. I don't have. I don't have to. I don't have to doubt because I've experienced. I know the Holy Ghost, Brother Douglas, is real, and it don't matter to me what the world has to say about that. It is time that the body of Christ stand tall in this last day, and not be ashamed. Hallelujah! And if you look. And study that word ashamed in the original Greek. This is what he's talking about when you use that word ashamed, uh, Brother Paul. I am not embarrassed or feel disgraced. Hallelujah. I am not embarrassed or feel disgraced. The message of the gospel has never, listen, the message of the gospel has never been accepted by the secular world. Hallelujah. Never has been accepted. It has always been mocked and ridiculed by those who don't believe. Going all the way back to the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, uh, most of our old ones uh, that studied uh, uh, probably know this, uh, but some but some may, may not. Uh, now, those who follow Christ, we call ourselves Christians. Amen? Well, talking about this being ridiculed for your faith, how many, how many uh, knows how we achieve that name? It was, it was, now the name was originally given to ridicule the followers of Christ. Now, the Bible says the disciples was first called Christians in Antioch. But then you, you study the history, and people called them that to mock them. If, if, if some of, the, uh, some of the, 
uh, the house of God would be walking down the street. People in Antioch would point their face. Oh, there goes the Christians. There goes the Christians. The name came through mockery at first. It, it didn't come through honor. It come through mockery. But the Christian says, all right, we'll gladly bear that name. Hallelujah. We'll gladly bear that. Hallelujah. So this gospel has been ridiculed, amen, since day, day one. Um, Sister Debbie here tonight, I, uh, uh, and you uh, correct me if I am wrong on this, but I've heard Brother Penrod talk about this. Uh, uh, before in the past about how his mother years ago sitting by an old an old organ sitting uh, by a window sitting there playing it uh, for the church service and uh, people would come by and throw rocks or whatever and bro uh, and one time uh, broke the glass and the glass just went all in her hair and all she did was shake the glass out of Keep on putting that organ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> oh, we, we don't know how good we have it today. Amen. The saints of old, what they had to go through with, amen, to uh, uh, pay the way for us. Amen. Right. Right. Exactly. Hallelujah. The, uh, the Fox's Book of Martyrs uh, is a recorded history of many who were killed and imprisoned and tortured. And it's unbelievable what they had to go through with. So uh, the very name Christian was used as mockery uh, and uh, uh, defame it uh, in, uh, in the city of Antioch. Uh, I'm going to go to First uh, uh, Corinthians chapter one and read verses eighteen through um, twenty-four, and, and listen. Just follow me through this. First Corinthians chapter one. Now we're talking about the message, the gospel. Hallelujah. This is what it reads like, beginning of verse eighteen. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. You see how that blends in with what we just got through reading over there? Hallelujah. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the, the disputer of this age? Hath not God made fool, um, foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through, was, uh, through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believed. For Jews request a sign, and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, 
the power of God and the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So, man, that just blends in together. Well, what we read over here in Romans, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. It was a, um, a friend of mine talking to somebody one time, and uh, they said, man, I, I just don't, I don't believe in all that stuff. I don't believe in that tongue talking and, and, and all that stuff. <laughs> And he told me, he said, that's all right. If you don't believe in it, you won't never do it. Amen. Amen. If you don't believe in it, you won't never do it. But like that old song said, it's real, it's real. Thank God I know it's real. That, listen, folks. Jesus Christ didn't come into this world and go through what he went through and die on an old Oregon cross and go through all that kind of pain. So we, had, we would go through this life. Amen. Uh, with with no no strength, no power, no authority in our life, we get all of that through uh, through the blood and through the name and through the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So Paul said, "I'm not ashamed of that." Amen. I'm not embarrassed about that. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I don't feel disgraced about that. I'm going to stand tall and with honor. I'm going to hold my head up high. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because I know it works. Hallelujah. I know it works. I have proved it. I've tested it. I've proved it. And I know it works. And I'm going to tell you something, church. In this day and hour that we're living in, it's going to take a whole lot more than some uh, cold, lifeless religion to get us through. We've got to have the power of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Talked about the power of God, it said. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation. What, what, what use is that power? What, what good is that power? Well, the power of God and salvation, it's the power, number one, to change. The power to change. There's a whole lot of people can't change themselves, but if God gets a hold of them, God will change them. Amen? God taught me a lesson years ago. And I, there was a man that I used to work with. And um, this man was just about as mean and rough as they come. He couldn't speak three words without two of them being cuss words. I mean, he was, you know, and he was really, really out there. And uh, I worked with him for a long time. And I remember looking at him one day, and he was doing something. And I, I can't remember now what he was doing. But I, I thought within myself, I says, that, that man can't never change. He won't never change. And I, I, I had those thoughts. And time went on. I don't know if a year passed or, or what. I, I worked there for uh, about 13 years, and uh, it was a pretty good time. 
and uh, everybody in, in that factory, everybody uh, uh, knew me as preacher. That's what uh, everybody called me by, and they uh, knew me back. And this was back before I was pastor, and I was just evangelizing then. And um, one Monday morning after a weekend, I was sitting in that big lunch room. That old big boy, I called him. He came busting through that door. I mean, he's uh, not not quite as big as Brandon, but but almost, but almost. He came through there, and I immediately noticed a difference. He didn't have no grumpy look on his face. He wasn't cussing. He was smiling from ear to ear. And I was sitting there, and he looked across, and he saw me sitting there. He come right over there to me, preacher. That's the power of God to change. Don't ever sell nobody short. Hallelujah. Don't ever sell nobody short. Hallelujah. The gospel has the power to change. Amen. That old hard heart. Amen. And, and, and make it pliable. Amen. And something that God can use. Hallelujah. Amen. If we don't believe people can change, why are we wasting our time trying to keep this place going? But it has, it's the power, not only is the power to change, it's the power to heal. Uh, I realize a lot of people think that all that stuff was done away with uh, uh, at, uh, when the last apostle died. But God, the Bible says God put all this stuff in the church and there's not no one place nowhere that tells me he ever took it out. He put it in there. Hallelujah. Amen. And Jesus Christ, according to Hebrews, said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he healed then, he can heal now, and he does heal now. Hallelujah. I've been a beneficiary of that. Hallelujah. I've been a partaker of that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I think about Sister Darlene swelling in her legs and everything. Man, and, and, and because of my diabetes, I began to have problems with it. And they told me uh, I, was, I was on the verge of, um, uh, what? Um, yes, uh, they told me it looked like I was beginning to get in the first stages of it, matter of fact. And it was at a prayer meeting on a Monday night right here in this building here. I had to go and buy bigger shoes. I, I wore a nine and a half D ever since I was 16 years old. I had, I had to go up, go up to a 10, uh, 10 W, uh, uh, wide, uh, to be able to have some shoes work because my feet was, was swollen so big. And that, that Monday night, as the brethren gathered around me and prayed that night, I promised to God I could feel my feet going down. And when I walked out of here, those shoes was loose on me. What is that? That's the power of God. This, this ain't just emotionalism. This ain't some people just being fanatical. Hallelujah. This is the power of God. And the power of God will work in your life. You will allow it. 
Not only power to change, power to heal, and power to deliver. Amen. Power to deliver. My brother was an alcoholic for 40 years. I never saw him one time during a 40-year time span that he didn't have a glass in his hand. He kept the cooler in his trunk with orange juice on ice and a gallon jug of vodka. He bought vodka by the gallon jugs. He drunk so much. He was that way for 40 years. God got a hold of him, changed him. He got home from church. He went in there and he picked up that jug of vodka. He had he had his special chair that he sat in the living room. Nobody sat in it uh, but him. And he set that gallon jug down there. And his wife says, what are you doing with that sitting there? He says, he says, I'm going to prove to the devil he can't deceive me with this no more because God has set me free. Hallelujah. He went in day in, day in and day out, sitting right there looking at it every day. Finally after, finally, after about a month, he started to sit down in his, um, in his rocker, but he stopped and he reached down and he picked up that gallon jug of vodka, went in there to the kitchen sink, opened up and poured it all down. He says, bye-bye. He said, I'll prove to the devil God has won in my life. If God gets a hold of you, you don't need AAA. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. They, they teach you something faulty anyway, folks. Hallelujah. They'll tell you that if you ever was an alcoholic, you'll always be an alcoholic. I've read their 12-step program. I know what they tell you. But, brother, if Jesus gets a hold of you, you won't be no alcoholic no more. Hallelujah. Glory. Some people were big liars. Hallelujah. But when Jesus got a hold of them, they're not lying no more. The power of the gospel is the power to change. Set free and deliver. Hallelujah. I'm, I realize I'm supposed to be teaching, not preaching, but I've got a hold of live wire right now. Wouldn't give this up for nothing or nobody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, I, I, I've, got to, I've got to rush on. I thought if I just used two verses, I'd have, have plenty of time. But amen. Verse 17. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed, or in the gospel, from faith to faith. And it is written, the just shall live by faith. The gospel reveals the knowledge of God's righteousness as we begin to grow in different levels of faith. Now you've heard me, I've taught this before. God is no respecter of persons. And when, when you come to the Lord, the Bible says God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, when I come to the Lord, and when you come to the Lord, Brother Paul, we both got the same measure of faith. But after so many years, 
one of us may have a greater level of faith. Now, why is that? Because faith is like a muscle. If you exercise it, it's going to grow. And God gives everybody the same opportunity. But if you don't exercise your faith, if you don't walk in faith, you know, the Bible says the just shall live by faith. If you don't strive to live by faith, then your faith won't grow. But the more you believe God, the more capacity God will give you to believe more. Hallelujah. He will. I just remembered a message I preached one time years ago. God, increase my capacity. Right now, on the level that I am in the Lord, I've got a certain capacity that I can have, that be, be filled with faith in God. And if I want, if, 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 if I have got that capacity filled, I've got to have that capacity, amen, to be increased to get more. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's, that's, that's the way we are. Amen. So the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Now, I'm going to take you to one more scripture, and then we're going to close. Second, Second Corinthians uh, chapter 5 and verse 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. And this is what it says. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Hallelujah. Now that's a powerful statement right there. That's a powerful statement. He became sin. Uh, our choir, what was that song we used to sing? Uh, I think, uh, Sister Kay, I think you sung it. He became sin. Yeah, who knew no sin. Stop and think about this, church. Hanging on that cross, Jesus become a liar. He became a thief. He became an adulterer. He became, he became everything, every diabolical thing that you could imagine. He took it all on. Now, here's the beauty of it. The Bible says that my righteousness, the righteousness of man, is as filthy rags in the sight of God. Hallelujah. My righteousness, what I think is right, and my holiness and all that stuff, is as filthy rags in God's sight. I cannot achieve that righteousness. But just like Jesus, who never did sin, he took on sin that we might be made the righteousness of God. When we come to the Lord in repentance and are baptized in his name, filled with his spirit, we take on the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We are able to achieve what we could never achieve on our own. That's another reason why, Brother Paul, we need to stand tall and with honor. Stand tall and with honor. Hallelujah. Not be ashamed. Activate that power of God in your life. And then as we grow from faith to faith, let God increase our capacity to believe more, to do more. Hallelujah. Because God will do that. Hallelujah. He that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Praise God. Amen.
Anybody got any comments or questions about our lesson tonight? Praise the Lord.